Maybe it's just the, the getting in the room with Kevin Feige and like getting that nice back, giving him a nice back rub. And then it goes like kind of farther and farther. And then, you know, like then you're in the Marvel room. I'm telling the, the Marvel script. <laughs> Sorry. God. Yeah. Kevin Feige is actually poaching all the big scripts uh, contest winners. You're just kidnapping them <laughs> immediately. And next thing you know, you're just like at the Disney lot and he's got a gun to your head. And he's like, okay, what's the Guardian sequel? What's, what's the idea? What are we doing? He's How do we make Chris Pat likable again? It's it's not even that. It's like their dis it's like their pipeline of like Disney Plus shows now that they're made. It's like we have so many, we have so much content. What's right. the next season of Hawkeye? What is it? What is episode four in the next season of Marvel? What if? <laughs> Think of something, damn it. Are we gonna keep going with Boba Fett or are we just making it the man the next Mandalorian season, huh? What are we doing? That's why that season was like that. Because he goes like, I don't know. God. And he's like, and Where's he's like family? not just He's not just holding the gun to your head. He's like jamming it further into your skull. Like the more he talks, like he's getting really aggressive. Dude, it's, it's John Favreau and Dave Filoni just like pressing like a submachine gun right into your temple. Just do we go with Grogu, or or or? And you just oh God, at a certain point, you just wish they would shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to I Went to Film School, the podcast about film school and life after film school. I'm Zach, joined by my co-host, Moss. Sup? Wow. <laughs> Great. Sorry. Great. Sup? Yeah. Hey, Zach. Zach. Running your YouTube channel in 2009. Just <laughs> don't give a shit, huh, bud? Like, not even like, sup, YouTube. Just like, sup. Okay, so today in this video. <laughs> <laughs> With an audio of, of shut, the small shut up. <laughs> What's up? Okay. So, no, all right, fine. Zach, how are you? How are you doing? All right, fine. You want? I'm, you want I'm like great, Moss. Yeah. You know what? You know what I've noticed though. We don't have a guest on tonight, do we? Yeah, that's right. We are very lonely tonight, just you and me. Even though, like, you know, yeah. kind of lonely. You know, okay, you're gonna just end it at that. Yeah, we don't have a guest, but uh, yeah. I, yeah I, I okay. Was, like, okay. Tonight, like we're a late night radio station. <laughs> for all those overnight drivers out there, two in the morning. Well, you know that that's when people listen to I Went to Film School at two in the morning when they're like on their truck. Because, you know, truckers actually listen to, to I Went to Film yeah, School. Only lot. truckers. We're very we popular amongst them. At exactly between two and two thirty more at two thirty in the morning every night. There's like a random AM radio station that will air our stuff. Really? Is that is that is that true? Yeah. <laughs> you as the co-host not knowing that. Wow. That's that's pretty impressive. I didn't know that we're we're on we're on AM radio. Well, that's pretty okay. cool. Thanks. I know, right? All right, enough half-ass banter. So, Moss, <laughs> do you remember why? Do you remember what I texted you about a week ago? Why we're doing this? You did tell me a reason. Now, of course, because I'm a good person, I I remember what that reason was, and um, I'm very Jesus excited Christ. for you to elaborate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're gonna talk about. So, this is a this is one of those episodes where it's just you and me. Uh, yes. We did one a while ago where what did we talk about? We just talked about like going into film school and whatnot because it was September. Yeah, And we made the mistake of trying to ask people to send us emails with stories and whatnot. And I'm not making that fucking mistake again. You guys know who you are. Um, still but, on that. I like yeah, that. Still on that. Uh, but what we are going to talk about is screenwriting competitions or just screenwriting contests, really. Yep. Screenwriting competitions and uh, the uh, the trials and tribulations associated with. Oh, I didn't know you were going to leave the talk, Moss. Do you want to? <laughs> Am I allowed to give a subtitle? To a talk, you know, that's really uh, all I'm doing, just doing a little like subheading. I mean, that's like, isn't that like like 50% of academia is just giving like <laughs> it's just like a catchy, a catchy phrase, colon, and then the explanation, and of what then like a yeah, like a full paragraph of a title. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, correct. That is that is literally academia. The title is usually longer than the paper, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's uh, like if you go to an academic conference for anything and like the subhead or the subtitle of the essay title isn't long you're 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 not going to hear a real paper you're going to yeah yeah <laughs> okay screenwriting contest so a thing we always talk about on this podcast moss is i mean like it's about you know going to film school and with the eventual goal of working in the film industry so something we always talk about is how people get their foot in the door, break into the film industry and eventually turn that into a career, you know, hopefully. And one thing we often talk about more than that is how people break into screenwriting and how like, you know, how do you get agent? How do you get your first job in a TV's writer's room? How do you get hired to do this? Blah, 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 blah. And one 
uh, common pattern in these discussions is that there's no one way in. It's not like you go to law school and then you go to a job at a firm, and then you work your way up and build experience. There's always like if we pulled any random working TV writer right now, and then we pulled like three more, they would probably all have different stories. Like when we talked to Mike McFadden, he worked in theater for a while, writing plays. Then he went to the CFC. I know someone who just went along to some interview and got a job. Uh, I can think of other stories um, without naming names. Uh, but there's a million different ways, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are many different avenues for people to try and get into screenwriting. Everybody has a different story. I've heard many different stories. And if you're an aspiring screenwriter listening to this, you've probably considered the thing that everyone talks about on screenwriting Twitter and Reddit and whatnot. And that is screenwriting contests. They're everywhere and they make it seem like even you can write a, a prize winning script, win a bunch of money, get an agent make it big in Hollywood. That's uh, the American me? dream. Yeah, Whoa. even you, Moss. Whoa. There's wow. dozens of contests out there. And we're going to talk about the ups and downs of entering these contests and what essentially what they look like and what your goal should be. And we're going to talk about my experience entering screenwriting contests because uh, I entered a bunch of them last year. And so it's going to be partly based on my own experiences and partly based off like stories I've seen online. And we're also going to talk about uh, a story that happened with a bigger screenwriting contest last year. Yeah, so we're going to jump into it. So before we get into all like the nitty gritties with different screenwriting contests, I want to uh, make a disclaimer. Um, this is this is not me telling people to not enter screenwriting contests. That's not <laughs> what I want the big... I don't want the big takeaway to be that screenwriting contests are awful and evil and we should avoid them. Like quite the opposite. Um, if you... Are an aspiring screenwriter and you decide to never enter a contest you've limited a lot of avenues for yourself um what i want the big moral of this podcast episode to be is more like a buyer beware situation like enter contests but like just be aware that like this is the reality of entering contests and that it doesn't go it doesn't always go the way you hope and sometimes if it does go the way you like it doesn't always quite you know what i mean doesn't always pan out you're you're, yeah. you're kind of trying to give people some reasonable precautions like, you know, like you do this, definitely don't give up, but also just but, bear in mind. Right. Yep. Grain of salt. Right. 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 All right. So, uh, yeah. So that's what I, again, so screenwriting contests, they're like a double edged sword. So the first thing we should talk about, seeing as this is a podcast about, you know, film education and learning about things, let's first answer the very basic question What is a screenwriting contest? Moss, what is your understanding of a screenwriting contest? Oh, okay. Um, from what I know, it's like a competition where, uh, people are asked to submit screenplays, like kind of either, I don't know, maybe if a spec screenplay or just a completely original screenplay, I don't know. And, um, judges have a look at the screenplays. They, they judge them because <laughs> they are judges and then they rank them. And I'm guessing like the first place is like the most exceptional best effective storytelling. And then it just ranks down as they go down from runner ups. That's my knowledge. I don't know. Is that a good? Is that a good description enough? Did I satisfy you? Yeah. Okay. Don't go like full George steps on me, but like <laughs> yes, you got the bit. You did get the basic gist of it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So that what you just described that is the basic gist of a screenwriting contest. Uh, you enter a script. Are there a feature screenplay or pilot? Uh, they judge them quietly in their own way. You never really see what they're looking for, what they like, you don't really get oh. to see the inner workings of it. Really? I mean, that's, that's part of the thing. We're going to get into that. Okay. Um, and one other thing though, is what you talked about with rankings. Like, yes, the first prize is the most coveted prize. And usually this comes with like, like cash prize incentives. So like script pipeline will give you $25,000 for the first place winner. And I think Ooh. it's like $2,500 for the runner up. Oh, wow. um, that's like a steam travel. <laughs> I know. And they just go like, and, and fuck you. Like, and this is how low it's going to get. You're worth your shit. Like, it's like, Hey, you get like half of a year's salary or a month's rent. <laughs> yeah, <choice>. basically. <laughs> um, th these are the quality levels people. Uh, so when it comes to how they release the ranking, so usually every screenwriting, like you'll enter and then a few months after the final deadline, they'll release a list of the quarterfinalists and then the semifinalists and the finalists and the winner. So it's this big like, oh, you get to make it through the rounds. They kind of do that as like an extra, like extra little dog biscuits for people. Like if you didn't win, but you made it to the semifinals, like that's like two rounds of cuts you made it through at least, right? Like it's like an extra short, short list. Um, 
And yeah, and then there's a the big prize with the cash winners uh, with the cash prizes. Another thing they promised to the winners, like the actual like, first prize winners, and sometimes the semifinalists, this depends on the contest, is they'll also circulate your scripts to uh, uh, to different Hollywood executives, to agencies, to people who work in development. So it's like, even if you don't win, or if you do win, it's not just money, it's like actual value. It's actually people who should be reading your script, getting a chance to read your script. Uh, yeah. So it so, kind of gets put in like a, a, a talent to watch kind of circulation. I mean, talent to watch is a very specific program, but I just mean, you know, like a, it, it gets put in a pipeline. Yes, exactly. Okay. To bring this home, Moss, I want to talk about my experience with screw donating contests because this time it's personal. Uh, <laughs> do you like that? You like that little, you like, you like that? Um, is, it, is it like an ad? Like a yeah. tagline? <laughs> this time it's personal. Yeah. No one has ever actually said that before. It's a very original thing I just said. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So in 2021, like last year, beginning of 2021, I completed yet another rewrite of a future comedy screenplay that I've been working on for about six and a half years now, give or take. It's like coming up to seven years. Yes, Moss, you know the script. It's Frat Heist, a script about a frat that has to pull off a heist. A, You've read a version of it. A soon-to-become-iconic film. Iconic yeah, feature film. That's the goal, yep. Uh, anyway, I had rewritten it for like, I don't even know what read I read, rewrite I was on, and I decided that in 2021, I was going to enter to a bunch of the important contests with the hopes that it would place in a few of them. It did not place in any of them, um, which is okay. This isn't now again another disclaimer. This isn't me saying like, oh, it should have it should have won all the screenwriting contests. Like, why wasn't it good enough? I don't even think my when I entered these contests, I wasn't thinking I was going to get like first prize in all of them. I was really entering with the goal of like placing in a few of them, and we're going to get into all that in a second. And if you've just heard my idea about frat heist, about a frat that has pull up a heist, you either think like, oh, that's really cool. Like I'd watch that. Sounds funny. Or you think it's a stupid piece of shit, uh, which it's, you're entitled to your opinion. I All mean, right. I think there's, there's room for nuance there. Maybe someone might say like, okay, but like, what's the heist, you know, like. Exactly. And you've read it, Ma. So it's like, not yeah. just, I think. And it's not just like animal house, but with the heist, like you, you give like some pretty great characters and like, you know. You've got, you've Thanks, got, you've let's got, just compliment my script for the next hour, actually. <laughs> and okay. I like your, uh, your final, sorry, just your third act, like the, uh, the, the big football game final. Is it, it's very satisfying. Wraps Thank up you, a lot Moss. of loose ends. Thanks, Moss. You should have been reading for these competitions. <laughs> I should have okay. been judging and just giving my friends all the awards. <laughs> um, so these are the five contests I entered. I entered the Blue Cat Screenplay Contest, the Screencraft Comedy Contest, the Austin Film Festival Screenwriting Competition, specifically in their comedy in their comedy feature screenplay section, uh, Final Draft, Big Break, and then Nick, and the Nickel Fellowship. Final so, Draft holds. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Final Draft no, holds. Uh, like the company is it like Final Draft? Yeah, it's like the, it's the software. Company, Final Draft. Yeah. Oh, what do you? So know? they yeah they have one of the bigger screenplay contests. It's called. Final draft, big uh, final draft, big break screenwriting contest. It's run by the screenwriting software Final Draft, which is like the industry standard and all that. Uh, so again, a big a big promise there is circulating sc- circulating your script if it wins. Right. Uh, there are other there are other bigger things with the like first prize of that contest. I'm not I don't really have it off the top of my head, but that's uh, we're not going to get into that. So another big thing is though with entering screenplay contests, and this is just going to be a little side note because I don't want to, I don't want this to take up too much of our talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there are there are tons and tons and tons of screenwriting contests. There are only a handful that are actually worth entering. I have entered lesser known and smaller screenwriting contests and placed well in them, and it doesn't mean a fucking thing because nobody knows about them. So the five, the five I just mentioned are some of the bigger ones. Another one, I, the one I didn't, one screenplay contest I didn't mention is Script Pipeline. They're probably one of the biggest. I only didn't enter Script Pipeline because I've already entered a past draft of this. I didn't want to do it again. Uh, one of them is called Blue Cat. Yeah, Blue Cat Screenplay Contest. Okay. That's like not one of the bigger ones, but it's like not a bad one either. Uh, but the bigger ones I've mentioned are like Screencraft, Austin Film Festival, Nickel, Fel- Nickel Fellowship is probably the, the biggest of them because it's run by the Academy. Oh, okay. Academy yeah, that's like a fellowship where if you win, they pay you like 40 grand for a year or something to write <laughs> another script while like working with their training and stuff like that. So that's like a full job. You, you just you just get a job. Yeah. 
basically. I mean, well, 40 but it's grand like, but it's okay also salary. like just forty grand, and I think, yeah, it's. Not I don't fair. think they do any more. But at one point, they expected you to like relocate to LA on that money. Okay, no. <laughs> I'm like, where am I gonna live? Like in a hole under a palm tree? Like, yeah, like forty grand is like not even. Well, that's around like six months of livable like money. Yeah. Nicole Fellowship was a stretch. I don't know why I answered that. It was a bit of a stretch, but that's like the posh, like snobby contest. Uh, yes. Nicole Fellowship. Yes. I'm quite above that hole. Yeah. Anyway, some of the, the screenwriting competitions I've mentioned are some of the bigger ones. There are tons out there. If you're going to enter a screenplay contest, do your research. I'm not going to get into the bigger ones that the bigger contests that matter. There are tons and tons of news stories and lists on different websites about what the important ones are to enter. So if you're wondering, if you're listening to this and wondering which ones you should enter, go to Reddit, go to uh, no film school. There's tons there. No film school is a great website. Yes, it is kind of stole our whole thing. Ours is kind of like the opposite of that. I went to film school and no film school you like that. Yeah. Um, all right. It's so, a reversal. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, the it's opposite. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to get into some of the nitty gritty of like thing aspects and things you should consider when you're approaching screenplay contests. So the first one is expectations. So looking at the bigger screenwriting contests, we've talked about like the prizes that people get. And we're also going to talk about like the reason people enter screenplay contests at all. The reason, the big dream that we mentioned before is that like you enter a contest, it gets recognized, uh, it gets recognized by a big contest. And then you're able to show that to an agent and they like it, or maybe a studio is interested in it and they want to buy your script. And somehow this is like, this is like the big inciting incident that like sets off your whole screenwriting career. Like this is it. This is how you make it big. I, while that is possible and there are, uh, there are stories of people like, making it big through screenwriting contests or like you make it big with a script and maybe a, maybe a studio exec doesn't want to read that script as a potential thing, but they're like, I'll read something else you've written. There are big stories like that. Like the guy who wrote Snow White and the Huntsman. Do you remember that 2012 Snow White yes. movie? Yeah. They, they that made a guy, sequel to that. And there was a sequel. Yes. That guy before uh, he want, he sold that script. He wrote that at NYU or something. And then he sold that, for three million dollars to i think it was universal yeah don't quote me wasn't um, that part of that same universe that hansel and gretel remember the hansel and gretel movie was it i don't think it was or maybe it was, it was afterwards oh yeah maybe not i don't know it was just i remember that hansel and gretel movie i was thinking like what is this like <laughs> the cinematic <laughs> universe they're trying to do <laughs> anyway that guy was named evan doherty um, I'm probably pronouncing that name wrong. Before he sold the Snow White and the Huntsman script in 2008, his script won like first prize at script pipeline, and then it got on the blacklist. Blah 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 blah. The so, blacklist? Wait, like we're gonna get into the blacklist later. The blacklist is a whole other thing. We're gonna get into that later. I'm guessing it's not the conventional meaning of blacklist, where like no, it's not like you're a commie <laughs> and you can't work. It's like <laughs> it's, it's not the McCarthy good... era blacklist. No, I mean I think it's like screenwriters taking it back because a lot of screenwriters were blacklisted, right? Right, like uh, Any, like Dalton like, Trumbo, like Dalton Trumbo, yeah, the big, yeah. Anyway, okay, okay. I Going saw that movie. This. Yes, I know. <laughs> Going back to this, um, so again, the big hope is that this is going to be the kickoff to your career. The reality is, screenwriting con from what, and again, I am an amateur screenwriter. I've never been paid to like professionally to write a script. Mostly, I've like never been in a TV writer's room. But what I've read is that usually these don't like kick off your career in that big a way usually what they'll do is like let's not even talk about you winning first place let's talk about you placing if you place well enough it's uh it's a it's a it's a big validation like i like let's say i get semi-finalists in a big screenplay competition i can go to an agent or maybe an executive at a bigger production company or someone in development at a network and i can say look someone else really thought highly of my writing this is like, look, like someone else has already validated. Like this is a little bit, this is a big feather in my cap. Maybe this is a reason for you to read my script or for you to consider me the next time you're hiring like script coordinators or whatever, or like an assistant for a staff writer, stuff like that. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Or the biggest thing I could do is like, if you place high or if you even win, a big thing you can do is an agent will consider, will read your script because again, somebody else has vouched for you through winning that contest right. or placing. And then maybe they'll like your stuff and then you'll have an agent. 
because getting representation is a whole other big part of screenwriting. So again, sometimes winning a competition will get you an agent. There is someone I know who she writes for... Her name is uh, Caitlin Fryers. Uh, she's on Twitter, and I've met her through Lyft. She won the Peter Ustinov screenwriting competition, the TV writing competition for an original pilot she wrote. And winning that helped her get representation through Meridian. And then through that, she was able to get a job working in the uh, Winona Earp writer's room. Oh, and very she's cool. Been like, yes, she's been working very regularly in TV ever since. So again... That's another story where it works out with screenwriting competitions. So it's now, like there's potential gateways. There's not necessarily guaranteed, you know, uh, step ladders into the industry, but there's potential gateways. I, yes, exactly. So I'm just, so again, I'm not saying like have completely low expectations. I'm just saying like, if you enter contests thinking that like, this is going to be your big break in a Hollywood and that like next year you'll be writing a Marvel movie, <laughs> maybe take a step back. And the, but the hope that like you'll get like a nice feather in your cap, a nice thing on your resume that someone will take someone from higher up will take your writing a bit more seriously or take you a bit more seriously. Uh, that is a good stepping stone. And that like even those small accomplishments sometimes make screening competitions very worth it. Maybe it's just the, the getting in the room with Kevin Feige and like getting that nice back, giving him a nice back rub. And then it goes like kind of farther and farther. And then, you know, like then you're in the Marvel room. I'm telling the, the Marvel script. Sorry. God. Yeah. Kevin Feige is actually poaching all the big script uh, contest winners. You're just kidnapping them <laughs> immediately. And next thing you know, you're just like at the Disney lot and he's got a gun to your head. And he's like, okay, what's the Guardian sequel? What's what's the idea? What are we doing? He's How do we make Chris Pat likable again? It's it's not even that. It's like their dis it's like their pipeline of like Disney Plus shows now that they're made. It's like we have so many, we have so much content. What's the next season of Hawkeye? What is it? What is episode four in the next season of Marvel? What if? <laughs> Think of something, damn it. Are we gonna keep going with Boba Fett or are we just making it the man the next Mandalorian season, huh? What are we doing? That's why that season was like that. Because he goes like, I don't know. God And he's like, and Where's he's like family? not just He's not just holding the gun to your head. He's like jamming it further into your skull. Like the more he talks, like he's getting really aggressive. Dude, it's, it's John Favreau and Dave Filoni just like pressing like a submachine gun right into your temple. Just do we go with Grogu, or or or? And you just oh God. at a certain point, you just wish they would shoot you. Yeah, you're writing. It's like day fourteen at the at the Lucasfilm Ranch. You're just yeah, typing I away. He's, no, but I love John. I love the image of John Favreau too, because he's like, "You think I won't fucking shoot? I made the live action Lion King. There's not a fucking thing I won't do." You guys saw the ending of Swingers. You, there is nothing <laughs> that I won't do. I'm John fucking Favreau. I made a whole movie called. Chef. I made Iron Man two. You son of a bitch. <laughs> did he do Iron Man two? Yes, he did Iron okay, Man two. Okay. Anyway, let's go back to. Dude, he wrote a movie where he gets to ogle Scarlett Johansson. Like he, that whole movie was just. He wrote a whole cinematic universe where he gets to ogle Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> he wasn't satisfied with movie. He was not satisfied with Gwyneth Paltrow in one. He was like, no, 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 no. We need. And then fans will ask for a Black Widow movie for ten years, and then we'll only give it during the pandemic, and then undercut all the box office and get pissed when she sues. <sighs> yeah. What are we? Yeah. What are we talking about again? Uh, We're talking. Uh, God. <laughs> contest. Okay. 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 So. All right, so, so we talked about expectations. The next thing I want to talk about is, and this is a big issue with screenwriting contests, submission costs. Moss, I didn't know if you know, I don't know if you know this, but it's not free to enter any of these screenwriting contests. Mm. Much like some uh, film festivals that rip people off as well. Yeah, exactly. So screenwriting contests, they're not free and they're rarely cheap. And for our Canadian listeners, pretty, I'm pretty sure... Unless the competition is specifically Canadian, all screenwriting contests are in U.S. dollars, which, again, take whatever the cost is and multiply by 1.3, if not higher, and that's what you'll be, you'll be paying Damn. in Canada. So submission costs tend to range from like 60 U.S. dollars to 80 U.S. dollars, and Script Pipeline is a good example of this, where they'll have different dates you can submit like there's like the early bird deadline and then like the regular deadline and then like the super late deadline and the later like the later you go the more expensive it's going to be i've seen some early bird screenwriting contests for like 40 us dollars but again if you wind up waiting it's going to be like 80 us dollars yeah i know right oh. so 
even just thinking about that, even let's just say you stick with the regular deadlines, um, 60 US dollars to 80 US dollars, that's like about 100 Canadian. You're looking at 60 US dollars is just like under 100 Canadian. Yeah, so like I was about to at, say, like yeah, 80 US dollars is what, like 130 like, something? 136. That's like, yeah, 120, 130. So you're Ugh. looking at an average of around 100 Canadian per contest. So it's more right? than a new Switch game. My God, that's horrible. Yeah, it's expensive. So, and like, when I first started looking at these contests, like way back at like the beginning of me deciding I was going to go down this road, which here I am, um, <laughs> uh, I was like, why are these so expensive? And like, I kind of do understand it because reading a script, it doesn't just take like a minute. It's not like you're watching a five minute short film, which again, I know short film cut film festival shouldn't be charging as much for entry either, but like you are, like someone does have to sit down and it takes probably takes at least like an hour to read like a feature script, maybe a bit less for a pilot. So you kind of have to wonder like, what is my submission cost paying for? Um, while there, like, there's no like clear statement of this on a website usually, but what it should be paying for. And what I usually think as paid like a submission cost is paying for is that I am paying for the guarantee that someone will sit down and read my script cover to cover. Even if they get like 20 pages in and they're like, I don't like this at all. This isn't going to go anywhere. They will still finish it because you have to give it a fair shake. Exactly. Because in like the real world, uh, if like I have an, I have an agent or an executive or well, just like an agent or an exec who's going to read my script. The reality is they have a ton of shit to read. If they start reading your script and they're not into it in the first 10 pages, they're likely not going to bother finishing it. And that's just like the nature of things. Like your script has to be good enough that it makes them want to read the whole thing. If right. not like as much of it as they can. So the submission cost is hopefully guaranteeing a full read. But again, you don't really know that after you enter, there's like very little transparency. Like you don't really see what is going on. And it's expensive. So this is where we're going to come to like, this is kind of like a new aspect, but also kind of a subclass of the submission cost. Most screenwriting competitions have this thing called a paid feedback option where it's like, hey, it's 60 US dollars to enter. But if you pay 100 US dollars, you can enter and we'll send you notes back regardless of whether or not you place. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> so, and this is. I could I could do a whole podcast just talking about paid feedback because there is a whole industry of people who are like, pay me gobs of money and I'll give you detailed reports on your script and this and that and give you coverage and notes. So okay. yeah. So I have I have done the paid feedback option. I did one I had I paid for the feedback from my screencraft uh comedy feature screenplay contest last year. Uh a couple years before that, I entered script pipeline and paid for their feedback. So feedback varies depending on the contest. So for script pipeline, it was just like a page of like notes with no real like there was like a point to it and it was decently well written, but it was just more of a page of like these are my thoughts while reading your script. This is what I thought did work. This is what I thought didn't work. Through ScreenCraft, however, it's a bit more structured because the feedback is coming coming through a site called Coverfly. Have you heard of Coverfly, Moss? No, never heard of it. Okay, so Coverfly is like a kind of like a mutual, like you can sign on to be a reader through Coverfly. And if you read other people's scripts, other people read your, read your scripts. You can make oh, your scripts publicly okay. available. But through Coverfly, there is like a more concrete like system of feedback. So through the through the feedback I paid for that came through Coverfly, there was a page of notes, but they also give you ratings out of 10 on different aspects like story, structure, concept, characters, dialogue, genre conventions, and a few other things. So it's nice because then you can see all the ratings out of 10 at the end and kind of compare it to what your feedback was. Um, to give to give the feedback on the feedback I received, uh, some of it was useful notes. Like it was stuff like, oh, like I don't really get why you know, X, Y, Z happens or why this character does this or this feels inconsistent. And it's like, okay, that's like a new way to look at it. But like, I'm going to say like 50 to 60% of this feedback is just them summarizing your script and then saying, oh, yeah, I kind of like that. Like they say like, oh, this conflict comes to arise at this scene and does this and this sequence establishes this. And I'm reading this and I'm like, yeah, I fucking know I wrote it. Like, <laughs> why are you telling me this? Like, unless you're going to say at the end that it shouldn't be this way, 
like I've never read these notes and it's never, I've never read these notes and thought like, oh, wow, this is a brand new way to look at my script or, oh, wow, this gives me a new way to look at it. Or this is an idea I could mull over. Like there's never a big suggestion like that. So <clears throat> this comes to the whole, is it worth it to pay for feedback? <sighs> what do you think from what I've told you, Moss? So first off, I don't think like, I remember what Clint ends told me about film festivals in general and stuff like paying for submission, I think is what I do, what I dislike. Like I think in contests paying for submission, I dislike, however, pay, or at least like uh, contests that don't have big payouts. Like if there is a contest with a big payout, fine. I, I kind of can get it then, but this is where I disagree. And I think it, or um, pay, sorry, not disagree paying for feedback i guess that's kind of fair not if you're paying in my opinion not if you had to pay to submit that i have a problem with but i guess like paying for feedback depending on if it's not that much of a ripoff like 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 you were saying it could be it could be use it could be useful feedback but it might not also be good like it might just be redundant feedback that you now paid for that you didn't need it didn't help you improve your script yeah so yeah, and that actually brings up a good point. I mean, that what you said kind of applies a little bit more to film festivals, I think. But regardless, it does. There are there's a lot of overlap, and like I think what you said makes sense. Uh, another one, I will, I will say before I talk about what my opinion is on the paid feedback. Another, the one other benefit of the paid feedback is that it does give you a little bit, a little, a little insight into what the person reading your script is thinking. So now I'm going to talk about. Uh, so I I had a friend who I was talking to and she told me that like, she thinks sometimes screenplay contests are only worth it. If you pay for the feedback, I understand where she's coming from. However, now after my experience last year, I actually take the complete opposite stance. I think mm. it is almost never worth it to pay for feedback from these screenwriting competitions. Mm. My suggestion is save your money because if you're going to be entering a bunch of competitions, you'll need to steal that. Like the extra 50 bucks you're paying for feedback could be like another competition you're entering right or half another competition you're entering and the other thing and now what i'm going to say about paid feedback especially for screenwriting and i'm going to take a page from the the very well-known screenwriting podcast script notes which is hosted by john august and craig mazin of chernobyl fame um ah. their their opinion on paid feedback is that you should absolutely never fucking pay for feedback oh wow and again, too? everything I'm about to say about that is kind of from their podcast. Sorry, okay. Moss, do you want? No, 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 no. I just wanted okay. to say I was just surprised. Yeah. So I understand where they're coming from. So some of this is like my own thoughts. A lot of it, some of this is theirs. So like, again, they talk about this a lot and like their podcast. And I think they make better points about this. But the one thing is when you pay someone for feedback, um, the money is like, a guaranteed disconnect from the script. Like they're not really invested in the script doing well. They're invested in getting like the 500 bucks from you or whatever. Right. Like they're invested in just doing as much as that dollar is worth. Like if you've paid only 50 bucks, they're probably only going to give you like a skimpy page of feedback. Um, another thing is they might give you just a bunch of empty compliments because you've paid them. Or on the other end, they might just shit on it nonstop without actually giving you any constructive criticism because again, they're just taking their money and then they're done with the script. Right. Like they might just, they might, yeah. Like they might just be giving you like nothing really. But the thing is, is that as a screenwriter, you will need feedback on your script. Writing is rewriting. You need to hear what other people think of your script. You're not writing in a vacuum. So if you want feedback on your script, have your peers and your friends read your script, network with fellow writers. If you want to be a screenwriter, friends who also want to write scripts are, are, like your greatest weapon like they will like like fostering a creative community and where you are in the world is very helpful like find people who will read your script who you trust creatively who will give you feedback swap scripts give them feedback as well flex that creative muscle and your ability to read someone else's script and give them notes and be able to analyze a story that you didn't write uh rather than pay for feedback save your money form a writer's group where you all like where like you all put in a script in a discord and then in a couple of weeks you meet up and you all give each other notes i recently found a writer's uh found a small writer's group it's been very helpful i mean like we meet intermediate like we meet kind of inconsistently but regardless again forget 
paying for the feedback, like make right. friends and have them read your script. Yeah. All right. Again, a lot of what I'm saying is kind of obvious. And having, no, no, but it's true. Like having a good group of friends who can also like give you honest feedback with you, like, cause uh, you know, in a, in a friendly relationship, you, you're, you're able to kind of like dig a little deeper than someone who doesn't know you and is just kind of giving it, giving you this feedback. Like sometimes they could be giving you feedback that, like you said, is redundant in something, but a friend or someone who at least you have a more of, a, of an acquaintance with knows you a little more and they might know your scripts a little more. So they might know what to say better to help you improve versus just some rando. Exactly. And like Moss, if you give me a script, I know like I, if I don't know what your creative intention is, I'm going to ask you like, what do you want to do with this? Like, what are your goals? What do you want your voice to be? I know you better. And I can turn the feedback rather than just me give like yelling at you about your script. We can turn it into a conversation. And but say, but Zach, like, that, that is what you do about all my scripts. You just yell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a yelly conversation, Moss. You're right. It, it's, it's an open dialogue of screaming. <laughs> Very open, big open mouth. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, Anyway, so this brings me to, remember I said earlier, we're going to talk about something that happened with a bigger screenplay contest. Yes. So this brings me to a story. So this whole talk about feedback brings me to the story about the Austin Film Festival. So the Austin Film Festival has a big screenwriting and then their screenwriting competition. Um, Again, they have a big film festival period, but part of that is a series of screenplay contests. So last year, uh, what Austin Film Festival did is that after all the winner, I think it was after the winners were announced or after people found out they weren't getting in, um, Austin screen, Austin film festival emailed everyone who had submitted. And with their email, they said like, Oh, like, thanks for entering, enter next year as well. But here's like, here's a little snippet of like, of the, of the notes that your reader wrote to you. And everyone got this at no extra cost. But again, you weren't getting the full, the full feedback. You were just getting like a snippet of it. And woo, some of the feedback that was given, the little snippets of feedback was like, did anyone fucking read this before sending this out or like allowing this to be associated with such a big competition? Like no, there's an interesting article from the No Film School website that legit says that like, I don't know if we're even considering Austin Film Festival like a very legitimate screenplay contest anymore. And I'd be, I'd be curious to see if their numbers this year dip in the screenwriting competition because of all this shit. So yeah. Yeah. So I so people started posting these weird this weird feedback on Twitter and some of it varied from like summaries of the script that didn't make any sense to just flat out like racist comments like oh god what so we're gonna i'm gonna glow and look at some of the so i read this article and i remember i remember i was like when i was on twitter when these feedbacks were coming out i was like every day i was seeing a new series of weird notes and shit that didn't make any sense my notes were weird and not helpful but not nearly as egregious as like others uh mm-hmm. so we're going to so i'm gonna like share some of the feedback notes oh okay so, sweet we're getting the direct t uh yeah so i'm gonna so like just an example like one person's like i'm reading a tweet from one person he says got my feedback from a certain texas-based writing competition my reader complained about a gay sex scene that opened the show and that my jokes about white people were too quote blatantly racist and needed to be stricken Uh, yeah so that's one. And then getting more into the racist aspect, this one, someone someone tweeted this and she was like, I really don't like, so like this feedback, oh my God. So this feedback was for a comedy pilot. Part of this takes place at like a Jewish funeral. And clearly some of this feedback was like this, this reader's very weird image of like what Jewish people do. So I'm going to read some of the feedback she posted. Uh, Quote, it's a gorgeous day for your funeral. This is a fantastic opening. However, as the writer appears to be from a non-Jewish background, this beginning quickly falls apart. Characters behave like Christians, use Christian words, and apply Christian interpretations to things that have very clear concepts concepts in Judaic culture. For example, a civilian screaming zombie makes sense, but a rabbi screaming zombie at a Jewish funeral where they would almost certainly be speaking Hebrew to begin with makes no sense. And then the call, and then he talks about the cultural ramifications of a zombie. But first of all, do you think rabbis show up to Jewish funerals and don't speak any English? It's just Hebrew the whole fucking time. Like, and also, and also the assumption just to say like, Oh, clearly the writer's not Jewish. Like how the fuck do you know? 
Yeah, like, that's that, that's what I was gonna ask him. Like, did did they have like a profile on the? No, I don't think they had a. Pro- I don't think like cause usually <laughs> you're not exactly telling your religion. I think maybe he was judging off the last name, but like I don't have a very Jewish last name, and I'm Jewish. Gladstone isn't a very Jewish last name. Like, how the fuck do you know if like the this person appears to be from a Jewish or non-Jewish background? And then I'm like, oh, maybe this like contest reader is Jewish. But given all his comments, I'm all the comments. I'm like, this doesn't appear like this. Just seems about your weird images of judaism and other ones from there there's like one there's another feedback that i'm not really going to get into reading because it's kind of boring but like it just talks about the theme and then just summarizes it in weird ways and keeps saying that like one thing like this one aspect of the script would be great for brand marketing yeah anyway all these (sighs) all these like all these people started uploading their feedback this all happened around like november through december of 2021 and it got a lot of people's attention and a lot of people were like hey what the hell austin austin film festival yeah. austin film festival later sent out an email apologizing for this and saying oh like, good well oh, least- like we're gonna yeah it was one of those like oh we're gonna like look into these like competition readers and like see what was going on there and blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like yeah i'm sure they were like people you hired just for the two hours it took to read the script and give notes and that was it so this brings me to another end of contest is that when you enter you don't know who the fuck is going to read your script? Yeah, so, I mean, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, that uh, that random element definitely does um, add to things. Like, I was talking about, like, how I was saying earlier, like, um, you, you don't know who's going to read your script. So there, there's going to be a variety of responses. However, does that justify, like, how could i'm just i'm really surprised with that one where the guy just assumed that he just knew the screenwriter wasn't jewish because yeah. they because the, they were saying like quote christian things it's like oh what I, I would like to know more about that context but honestly it's it's fine let's not push on it but still just i'll bizarre. like send you this screenshot of the review later yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. Like it's, Please it does do. it goes on from there but like anyway um yeah, exactly. So that's another end of it is you don't know who's going to wind up reading your script. And like to the point where it could be like, hypothetically, like you could write like a sci-fi pilot and you could be really passionate about the genre of sci-fi, like many screenwriters are. And then you could enter a contest and this sci-fi pilot could wind up in the hands of someone who really does not care for sci-fi. It is not necessarily their bag. And the same thing with my frat heist comedy screenplay it could wind up in the hands of someone who's not really into comedy who's not really into like weird or like high concept comedy bullshit or stuff like that or heist movies like some now that being said some screenplay competitions do try to steer away from that because they ask you about your genre and to break it down a bit so hopefully them asking about your genre is them trying to give it to readers who like prefer a certain genre or like like to learn more about a certain genre but again you never fucking know it's not like they say oh this person's reading your script and this is like their this is their credentials right and i'm gonna try to wrap this end up because we've been on this uh little aspect of it for a while but most screenwriting competitions will also have like you're the jury here like the five big people on our jury and it's usually like sometimes script pipeline will have bigger people like actual writers other times it's people who work in development for certain production companies who produce bigger hollywood movies like i was looking at script at the screencraft comedy festival or comedy competition and like it was like a development exec from like the uh the uh, uh the lord miller those two uh oh. F- christopher lord and phil miller or is it no it's phil is it phil lord and christopher miller I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the Lord, but it's those two anyway. Yeah, and it's yeah. always it's like the Spider-Verse de- and Lego movie guys. Exactly. It's like, it's development execs from these production companies is what I love is that they, they just have like a name that they work in development of these production companies and then posters for the production of the posters for the movies that these production companies have made as if the person reading it as like wrote 21 jump street or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's always stuff like that. So like, but again, they show all these big names on the jury and i'm like are those people reading my script or are those the people who will be reading my script after it's been filtered through lower readers or to get to who, like the semi-finalists who maybe just might read your script exactly you don't know it's a very once you like it's like tossing your script down a well like, you don't really know where it's going you don't know whose hands it's ending up in anyway so again 
I still think it is worth it to enter script screenplay contests, but this is a buyer beware. So now I'm going to try to wrap this up with the kind of what happens after you enter. So you enter, and if you're on screenwriting Twitter like me, once the announcements start coming out about who's winds up in quarterfinalists or semifinalists, usually your Twitter feed is flooded with people talking about how they got into whatever contest, how they placed, how well they did. And sometimes it hurts, especially when you don't make it in. You don't wind up placing in the contest. But my, so what I, again, I'm going to try to run the final element of all this, but rejection stings as a writer, as an artist, like everyone, you will experience rejection like everyone else. Just because lots of people experience it though, doesn't mean it's going to hurt any less when it happens to you. When a script you really care about that you entered in a contest that you worked really hard for doesn't place, it still sucks. It still feels shitty. It still feels like a kick in the balls. Uh, I would say don't try to ignore those feelings and maybe let yourself mope for a day or two if you need to. As, uh, uh, as David Lynch would say, let the feelings and despair wash over you. Exactly. Thank you, Moss. That voice too. That did. <laughs> did it. I would also advise maybe avoiding social media on that end because I remember when yeah. not placing in all these contests, it hurt even more to then read about like, oh, it's all these people I don't know who did place. Because again, social media is only showing you the positive end. It's not like tons of people are posting about how they didn't make it. But I promise, like, I promise you that like you are not alone. And again, these feeling your feelings of like rejection and they hurt like they're valid let yourself feel your feelings um but remember after everything i've said take these rejections and these and these non-placements with a grain of salt you don't know who read your you don't know who read your script uh this is all extremely subjective what like the script that like maybe didn't that didn't place any contest maybe the script that gets you your first job or maybe a script that some other that some other uh contest does like or an agent still likes or your screenwriting professor likes or your friends think is really good an example of this there's a guy i follow on twitter who's now like he's his whole twitter was about tv writing i forget his name it doesn't matter but like he said like I entered a bunch of contests one year. The script didn't place in any of them. And this script was the one that helped me get a job in a Disney writer's room. So, you know, like a different, different strokes for different folks. And with that, you never know what scripts are going to do well and what scripts people are going to like. A small little story to like put the cherry on like everything I've talked about with not placing in any of these competitions. Uh, on a whim, I decided to enter the ScreenCraft pilot competition with a with my a pilot I've been writing about fast food and while I haven't working on this pilot for a while I had just written a new draft that I was like somewhat proud of so I decided on a whim to enter to the Screamcraft uh pilot competition and that did wind up placing in the quarterfinals that one hey nice right it didn't make it past that but it is funny that like sometimes the one that you enter on a whim that you don't put a lot of stock in will be the will be your winning racing horse so you know it varies that's true. That's a good observation. I mean, because you never know. You never exactly know whether or not um, your your uh, your main project is going to be the the victorious one. You just kind of know that uh, eventually. There we go. One of them is going to work out. Oh, never mind. Okay. Well, yeah, you cut out there. I just kind of kept talking, but like. Okay. Good. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So again, I'm just gonna start off with what I said. Sorry, Moss. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not saying don't enter screenwriting contests. They are opportunities. You don't know what will come of them. Maybe you're listening to this right now and then you're going to enter on a whim and you're just going to win a big fucking screenwriting contest. Like you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, pos- it's, it's, there's open-ended possibilities for everyone, but you know, more than likely just be ready that things might not go exactly how you want them to or right? dream about them going. Exactly. And when I, Another funny thing, and this is just more about me, but like when I back in 2021, when I rewrote Frat Heist again, I did like a major rewrite. I thought like this will be one of the last rewrites I do, and I'm setting up the contests and like, and I'm not saying I was going to be done with the script, but this is like one of my big last kicks the can. And as we're talking right now, Moss, I'm in the midst of rewriting it again because I got some more ideas I could fix it with a rewrite okay. and. So far, it's actually working out nice because one of the big notes that I needed to make it shorter. And right now, like it's like it's our it's I've cut a lot of scenes like five pages shorter so far. But like, yeah, and I think this rewrite is coming together. Whether or not I will enter it in contests, we'll see. Now, now we're gonna go back to something we talked about earlier, the blacklist. 
Right. So Moss, you don't know what the blacklist is? Well, uh, it is a network television uh, crime drama featuring James Spader. It's gone for 10 seasons now. Uh, Oh, wow. Okay, so talking about not the fucking James Spader show. Uh, (laughs) uh, The the blacklist in terms of screenwriting. Again, if you are a screenwriter listening to this, you probably know what the blacklist is. But if at the end of my whole talk about screenwriting contests, you're like, well, this sounds awful. Like, isn't there any other alternative? Yes, there is. And this is a thing called the blacklist. Now, in a lot of ways, the blacklist is just like a much more uh, a much more convoluted version of screenwriting contests. But essentially what the blacklist is, is it is a website where people you can pay to have your script available to like download and for industry people to read or just for or blacklist readers to read. But the big useful part of the blacklist is not just putting your script up there in the void. It is paying for feedback. So if you submit a script and you pay for feedback, um, someone a blacklist reader will read your will read your script and give you very detailed feedback. And just like Coverfly, they will have to give you ratings out of ten for all these different aspects of your script, and then they will give you an overall rating for your script as well. Okay, now, so the overall rating is uh, is it averaged amongst? The other scores or is it like you can make your overall rating different than your other scores if you know uh I'm that is a good question that i should probably i don't know i think it's a bit of both okay. um i think like sometimes like i think it's a bit of both i think it somewhat is an average but at the end of it if you like even if like i think i've i've seen examples of of blacklist feedback online or the feed like the ratings were a bit low overall but somehow the script still felt good as a whole sure. and that boosted the overall rating which yeah, is no, a thing I like so, ah, i can see yeah that. yeah yeah that makes like sense. i've read scripts that were like had like clunky awkward dialogue in places destruction makes sense in places but somehow as a reading experience like it all it kind of came together weirdly in the end like you know what i mean sure yeah that makes sense you submit your script to the blacklist you get an overall rating out of 10 as well as a bunch of more specific ratings but the nice thing is that if you get an overall rating that is eight out of 10 uh you can wind up on the blacklist like industry email where they like list the scripts that have done that well also the official the official blacklist twitter will uh, tweet about the scripts that get an 8 out of 10 and talk about how great they are. So that's a nice way to get your script out there and known. The other big thing, and this is like what we're talking, the Blacklist holds its own competitions uh, that kind of work like other screenwriting contests. If you submit your bla- your script for feedback on the Blacklist and it keeps doing and it, and it keeps doing well and keeps rolling through the punches and like goes through the system in a positive way, every year the Blacklist releases the blacklist so the blacklist and this has been going on for a very long time the blacklist is like essentially what they call is like the list of like the best unproduced scripts and uh for for screenwriters out there who are listening to this i every time they release this list these scripts become available to read online so uh well, it's good to read produced scripts. It's also useful to read these scripts. And again, the big disclaimer on the blacklist is like, these aren't necessarily like the best scripts of the year. They're the most popular scripts of the year. Uh, they're the most liked. And like some of the scripts I've read from like, and again, like when the blacklist is released, there's like a top, like the most popular script and it goes down from there. And like, it's very useful. Like go look at the blacklist. The official document has lists the script titles and concepts for them. There are very interesting concepts to read out there. And you can read these scripts. Uh, read the scripts like the like if you're a screenwriter read some fucking scripts so again the blacklist is kind of, again it's kind of a more convoluted contest but it is more useful in the sense that like if the feedback does well it can get you more leverage and and these but that being said like the feedback isn't cheap it's like 75 dollars for like a feature and i think it's 50 dollars for a pilot depending on the length and i heard that recently this year they raised the prices a bit uh I was going to say, I guess that's not too, too bad, but if they raise the prices, then that does kind of start to suck. Yeah. But again, I would say, I would still say that in a lot of ways, the paying for review from the blacklist is more, is sometimes more useful than a competition. And the nice thing with the blacklist is that you can enter for feedback at any time. And, and another thing is that unlike the whole, uh, the whole debacle with the Austin film festival, that won't, that like, for the most part, it's a there's a big guarantee that that likely won't happen. The blacklist, because the blacklist, like their whole reputation rides on them having professional readers who like submit good feedback, and like you don't exactly you you get again you get 
like uh, a, a half a page to a page of written feedback along with the ratings. I submitted a past draft of Frat Heist for a blacklist um, feedback, and it wasn't too bad. Like some of the uh, some of the feedback, it wasn't the most helpful, but I didn't do too bad. Like I got a six out of ten, which mm. isn't like great, but it's a lot better than like I've seen a lot of lower ratings for people who first enter their script. And he sure. did note that he actually thought the script is really funny and that like. Uh, I was like, every now and then he said the writer would wink at the reader and like show that like he knows what's going on. I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> yeah. 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 You are a wink at the reader type of writer, aren't you? Thank you. I, I do try. Um, anyway. So yeah. So again, not saying don't enter screenwriting contests, just know what you're entering, do your research, uh, take everything with a grain of salt. And if this, and this whole thing about screenwriting contest turns you off, the blacklist is an alternative but just like the black, but the blacklist, just like these other things, it's like it's not a surefire thing. These are just potential routes to get your foot in the door. Did you learn something today, Moss? Yes, I did. I learned a lot. I learned that there's many different versions of the term blacklist. I learned that <laughs> screen. I learned that screenwriting um, competitions are different than film festival competitions. I I knew that they existed, and I knew that you had entered them, and we had talked about them a little bit, but I, I didn't know as much as I know now. Thanks to you, Zach, because you informed me. You gave me the 411 on screenwriting competitions. Anyway, thanks, guys. I'm sorry. I and know, knowing is half the battle. Yeah, yeah. Joe. Full, like, don't do drugs PSA yep. mode. Just... <laughs> nice. No, Let's no, but look. thank you. It's in a book. <laughs> it's in a book. Reading, Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. But, um, yeah, no, 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 that that is very interesting. I didn't know that like um, you there's different tiers to. I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't know that there was different tiers to charge for like how to get getting feedback from competitions, getting the, from this blacklist. You know, very interesting. Some might call it a racket, Moss. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I wouldn't hesitate to call it that either. Capitalism, baby. Do you have any questions about anything? Like any questions you have that like went unanswered through this whole talk? Yeah, yeah. How do we get rid of this capitalism thing? <laughs> well, Moss, <laughs> join us next time as we discuss leading the communist revolution. <laughs> yeah, I know that I'm down. I mean, but no, no, I I I I don't think I've got any questions for now, but I I definitely think like I just want to say that like people who enter uh, a competition and like spend the money, like it does suck. But I do think that it's always worth to take the risk and it's worth to have your script shit on because then you learn from it. And, you know, if you are reacting to things in a healthy way, uh, you take all the criticism, even when it's not directly constructive criticism, you take it as constructive criticism, like you read into it in a way that can, yeah. you can take from. I think regardless of the result, uh, you'll, you should be pleased. You know, yeah. it's like going to a sport or something and you lose. You know, it sucks, but uh, you learn from it. It's not just losing, it's learning. That So worst comes to worst, you're always learning. And even when you win, you're still learning, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Always learning. That's what well, it's all about. That's what a, I went to film school is all about. It's actually about having fun and the friends we made along the way. The real screenplay, screenplay competitions are the ones we made along the way. They're in here, Moss. Right in here. All right. I think that's... <laughs> I think we're gonna wrap it. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, all four of you. Uh, no I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm just... hey. There might be a fifth listener who's very offended by that. That's true. All right. I'm like I'm saying that I'm insulting myself and then joking about it. I just watched that Futurama episode. You remember the one with Flexo Bender's like the evil Bender twin, but he's a, who's but he not always, actually like, evil. I know, I know, but he but he always says shit to you. He's always like, "Well, that was the worst fucking eight hours of my life." I'm just kidding. You're all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this kind of this about wraps up everything about screening competition, screening contests. Uh, hey, if you are listening and you have more questions about screening contests or your own stories about screening contests you could always email us at uh let me check the email address <laughs> um it's really this is what the pros do moss they go at, you could email us at i went to film school podcast at gmail.com so feel free to email us there we know you won't just kidding <laughs> mostly um this this does wrap it up uh everyone has different experiences still consider screenplay contest do your research make sure your script is in like actual tip-top shape 
Uh, and keep writing. Yeah, much uh, much appreciated those words of wisdom. And yeah, I agree. Seconded. Just keep writing. Don't keep get on dis- keeping on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't get discouraged um, by by losses if you do submit and things don't go your way. If you're passionate about it, keep on. Uh, as Zach just said, keep on keeping on. Um, yeah, don't feel discouraged. I realize now it's hard to take courage. <laughs> just let your true colors shine through. I see your true, your true colors shining through. Man, we are such bad singers. Anyway, I'm actually that, okay. You know, it's funny. I've been taking vocal lessons. Oh, that's nice. No, no need to, no need to brag, Mister. You know, <laughs> like, to brag. To, oh wow, I've been. Yeah, the big brag. Yeah, I'm a 45 year old taking piano lessons. All right. I think that about wraps things up. I Went to Film School is recorded in Toronto, Canada, and produced by Zach Gladstone and Anthony Moss. 